By the way, I like to make a joke and say, I make you a deal on your way out, grab me by the shoulder and give me two or three minutes. There's a pack of M&Ms on the counter. I guarantee you by the time you got through half that pack, we'll be done talking. When you're advising a client on whether or not to buy a house first before they sell their house mm-hmm. or whether to sell their house first before they buy their house, yeah, you as the agent can offer them four options. Now, when you're hosting an open house and a buyer walks in the door and the buyer says, hey, hey, Lowell, nice to meet you, but we're just looking. We got a house to sell first. Yeah, That's a very, very common objection that you get when you're hosting an open house and a buyer walks in the door. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do today is I want to show you a way to build rapport quickly with that person and offer them something very valuable that they don't know about. And that is a quick consultation to help them understand what the four options that they actually have are. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a buyer that walks into an open house or calls on the phone or wherever that is open-minded to listening to you for just a minute, yeah, you can be very valuable and impactful in a short period of time if you can get this under control and you can practice this, this little approach very, very dialed in. Mm-hmm. And by the way, as an agent, new or experienced, you should know this anyway because this is part of your job. Right. But I love this. I call it the four options approach because 99% of the time, if you can get a client to listen to you or a lead to listen to you and just be open to listening to you through your rapport building, they sit down when you start this conversation because they really start to listen. Mm. And because 99% of them do not know that they have four options. And when you are the one that presents the four options to the client, they are indebted to you and they're very, very likely to be working with you simply because you have helped them to really understand the process and really understand their options and you've become an expert quickly. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like this. And what I wanna do is I wanna lay out the four options so here's my approach before we do the role play. Uh-huh. My approach to, in this situation, you walk in, hey, nice to meet you, I'm Logan. Hey, you're Lowell, nice yeah. to meet you too. You know, what, what brings you in today? Looking for houses, having fun? Just what are you, killing Just time? Just window shopping right now. Just window shop. we got a house to sell. Yeah, sure, I understand. Yeah. Hey, i tell you what, take a look at the house, have a good time, enjoy yourself before you go. Mm-hmm. Um, give me like two or three minutes on your way out and I'll let you know about something that you might not know about. Mm-hmm. If you if you are just looking right now, you guys, are, I understand. I totally understand, by the way. If you're just looking, I'm not going to bug you too much. I'll let yeah. you go. I'll, I'll disarm you by not trying to kill you right away and eat you and da, da, da. <laughs> but, but what I will say is, look, if you guys are just starting out in the process and you have a house to sell first, I understand that you're not going to buy a house today and I'll, I'll just stay out of your hair. But I do want you to know, if you're in that situation, you guys actually have four options in, in terms of your overall strategy here. And you might not know every detail about all four options. So before you go, just swing by and grab me by the shoulder and I'll break down those four options with you in less than five minutes. And when you walk out the door, if nothing else, you guys will feel much more confident about your options than you you might be walking in the door. And I think that'll be really good for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I don't mind doing it. It'll be fun. Nobody else is here. We're not doing anything anyway. It'll give me a chance to get, you know, just to feel like I did something today. And for, you know, just yeah. making a joke, but yeah. for you as the buyer walking into a stranger talking to you right away, hopefully that little communication that I just tried to do on the fly here, hopefully that convinces you that, Hey, you know what? Four or five minutes talking to this guy is worth it. Mm-hmm. By the way, I like to make a joke and say, I'd make you a deal on your way out, grab me by the shoulder and give me two or three minutes. There's a pack of M&Ms on the counter. I guarantee you by the time you got through half that pack, we'll be done talking.
Okay. Or something yeah. like that. Give, give them some kind of present, some yeah. kind of food or water or cupcake or candy or cookie. It's nice to have a cookie because you can say, hey, look, by the time you're halfway done with this cookie, you'll probably be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that way, they, they, you can build a situation where they feel, hey, this guy's not just going to waste my time. He's going to be quick. Right. And that's what I want anyway because we're coming in and out. We don't want to mm-hmm. sit here for 45 minutes. But right. this guy can three minutes. I can eat a cookie while I'm waiting. Or my kid can have a little pack of Skittles while we're waiting. Right. You know, that's that's a really important part of rapport building is having something. Typically, I love food. Yeah. Give them. I yeah. love food. Both of, both of us do. <laughs> Who doesn't? Also, by the way, when you're doing an open house, I like to have a setup. Mm-hmm. I like to have some presentation materials. I like to have a little table lined up. Nothing too crazy, but I like yeah. to have my little buyer roadmap here, my seller roadmap here. And I like to have a situation where the candy's in the middle yeah. and the buyers walk in, they realize they have an opportunity here. There's an option. There's something to being offered to them. Mm-hmm. And if I can use my talent to build the rapport quickly and explain what the offer is in a way that's not intimidating or, or, or off-putting, mm-hmm. A lot of times the people will be very receptive. Yeah. Even somebody who says, Logan, oh, we're just looking, we're just looking. Okay. And I want to have before I want to have a little caveat here too. Mm-hmm. There's two types of people that walk into an open house that are unrepresented. There are people that are nice and the people that are not nice. <laughs> if people are not nice <laughs> and not respectful and not open to you, just wish them best yeah. and don't don't waste your time because you're gonna be disappointed, you're gonna be rejected. Yeah. Okay. So analyze who you're dealing with when they come in. If they're not nice and respectful to you, just shepherd them along and move on Let with your them day. Go, That's yeah. my opinion. I don't I don't go after trying to help people who are not nice and respectful. I concur with that opinion. But also that's that's not as rare. I mean that's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Most people that come in when they say, "Hey, we're just looking, we have a house to sell." They're actually really nice people. Yeah. But a lot of times they're tired of walking into open houses and being bombarded with offers from other yeah, agents. Yeah, yeah, cuz they they seem like the more and and this goes along with uh what we're talking about here. They they, they probably seem like the people that are Taking their time, being strategic. Yep. So giving them a strategy like this yes. is beneficial. Exactly. Right on. And there are a lot of times they're nice. They're just putting up a little bit of a wall mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Maybe they've been bugged already mm-hmm. earlier in the day. Maybe they just are being honest with you that they're not ready and they feel like you're going to try to sell them a house right yeah. away and they don't want that. And that's very common. It's very common human nature for those, mm-hmm. for those kind of walls to be up. So you as the agent, you need to, you need to overcome that objection using your talent, using your rapport and disarming them by saying, Hey, look, I completely understand that's the situation that you're in today. Thank you for letting me know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not going to give you a hard time about buying a house, but before you go, give me a couple minutes and I'll I'll, I'll break down the options that you guys have, Mm -hmm. you know, in this situation that you find yourself in. So in the next couple of months or next couple of years, whenever you decide to get ready, I'll help you make a plan right now that gets you ready six months from now, nine months from now. Okay. And then you gauge the feedback and a lot of times they're, they're very excited about it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what they should be. You know, they should be excited to hear something that they don't know about what their options are in terms of what their ultimate goal is, which is what they're starting to investigate. Right. So here it is. Lowell sits down, he's eating a cupcake, kids eating some Skittles. They're, they're fully, they, they got my attention or I have their attention, even though they're still like, who the heck is this guy? And so I got to move fast. But I say, look, here's the deal. Here's the cool thing. Also, by the way, you can do this in your buyer and your seller consultations at your office too. So this can happen anywhere. But I like to do it at an open house because it's one of those few ways where you can really, really build rapport and and, and uh, position yourself as an expert quickly in a way that people walking into the open house otherwise wouldn't want to deal with you. They will deal with you because this is important to them. Right. Lowell, you have four options. Okay. Or you may have as many as four options, I should say. Mm-hmm. Your first option is to buy a house first and then to sell your house after that. Your second option is to sell your house first and then buy a house after that. Mm-hmm. Your third option is to buy a house contingent on the sale of your house. Mm-hmm. 
And then the fourth option is to sell your house contingent on your ability to buy a new house. Okay. So those are the four options that you, anybody in your situation has to analyze. Now, one of the things that we will need to do is we need to determine whether or not you actually would qualify to buy a house and close on it without selling your house first. Mm -hmm. Because you either can qualify or you can't. If you can't qualify for that, then it's a moot point and we strike that option. If you can qualify to do that, then we have to decide if you are willing to Mm -hmm. or not willing to. And a lot of people say, well, we would never do that. And I say, look, I understand. But before you say you were never willing to do that, let me show you the benefits and the risks of each one of these options. Mm -hmm. Because you guys, as a couple here, you're going to need to decide which option is best for you. There is no right Right. or wrong answer. My job as your agent is to help you understand the upsides and the risks of each option so you can make Mm -hmm. the best decision for your clients. The benefits of buying first Mm -hmm. and selling second are very clear. The risks as well. The benefit of buying first is, number one, you get to take your time. Right. You're not rushed into a buying decision mm-hmm. because there's nothing pushing that decision. So you as the buyers, like you are now walking through an open house, you get mm-hmm. to take your time. You get to wait. You get to be patient. You get to wait for the houses that you like. And then when you find one that you like, then you make the offer. You're, right. you're not in a rush. Also, another benefit of buying first and selling second mm-hmm. is the offer that you make to buy that house in this competitive seller's market is mm-hmm. not contingent on the sale of your house, yeah. which means it's much more attractive. Mm-hmm. The third benefit of buying first and selling second is when you close on the house that you're buying, you get to move in at your own pace, nice and slow. You don't have to worry about rushing in to get in there because you have to meet somebody else's deadline. Right. Those are three really, really nice benefits of buying first and selling second. If your lender says, Lowell, yes, you guys qualify to buy buy and get that second mortgage on that new house before you sell, then you know you have this option. Mm-hmm. If your lender says that you you can't qualify to do that, then you don't have the option. We strike option one. Okay. Now the downside mm-hmm. or the risk of buying first and selling second is that potential to have two mortgages on two houses for an uncertain period yeah. of time. So let me show you what that looks like. Okay. Well, actually we'll come back to that. I want to circle okay. back to that at the end because there's a good way to offset that. Okay. But I just want to go through the benefits and the drawbacks of each option. Okay. Because mm-hmm. then what I might say is, well, what I might say before I move on is I'd say, well, actually, it's not as risky as it sounds, and I can break that down for you here later if you'd like to see, and it's really mm-hmm. not the big deal. It's something that you need to consider, but it's not as intimidating and overwhelming as a lot of people think when they first start looking at it, and I'll show you what I mean. You'll be surprised. The second option is to sell first and buy second. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, selling first is a great option in terms of your ability to be patient on the price. Mm-hmm. Also to sell and close out on the deal so you get your money back mm-hmm. so that you know you don't have a mortgage, you don't have that risk of two mortgages yep. and you can be patient. Mm-hmm. The downside or the risk of selling first and buying second is very simple. Once you sell and close, you either have to find a house immediately or you have to find a house in between, a place to live in between. Mm-hmm. So there's some inconvenience there. Yeah, huge inconvenience. Huge inconvenience. So selling first is good because you minimize your financial exposure, mm-hmm. but then buying second means you either have to rush to buy something immediately, so the day your offer is accepted on your house, you need yeah. to start making offers on other houses and quickly try to coordinate those two to match. Right. Or if you, you can go move in with your mom and dad. Yeah, yeah which a lot of people in. don't want to do. A lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. So really the only reason that you would sell first buy second is if you had a really stable place to go and you didn't mm-hmm. mind it a transition period. Now, mm-hmm. of course, if you do that, if you buy first, close, and then, or excuse me, sell first, close, and then move out somewhere else, it also gives you the best of both worlds where you can be patient on your buy side. Yes. You don't have to be rushed. Yes. So that's a benefit of this option. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's some drawbacks. The main drawback is that you got to have it in limbo for a while, mm-hmm. but you minimize the chance, you eliminate the chance of having two mortgages and you also still have that ability to be patient. Mm-hmm. Let's just pause right here. Isn't this great? Yeah. I mean, a buyer sitting down at your open house is listening to this and really, really getting it. Yeah. And they're really, they're attracted to you now because you're helping them understand. Right. Keep going. And go ahead. Buy first, contingent on sale is your third option. So mm-hmm. what this means, Lowell, is that let's say that you walked into this open house and you loved it mm-hmm. and you wanted to buy this house. Yeah. But you either couldn't qualify to get a mortgage on this house without selling your house right. or you refused to do that. Right. Your offer would then be contingent on the, your ability to sell your house. Right. The benefit to that is that you won't have two mortgages. Mm-hmm. The downside to that is that your offer is not going to be accepted. It's very, very unlikely to be accepted in this particular market mm-hmm. because if this buy, this seller of this house that you, you're in right now that you want to buy, mm-hmm. there's very, very likely to be more offers on this deal, on this house. Right. And, it's, and that means that your offer that's contingent on the sale of your house is going to be way down at the bottom of the list of appeal just mm-hmm. for that reason. Can you understand that? Why yeah. that would be less oh, exciting? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. But so that's the downside. The downside of buying first contingent on the sale of your house is it's very unattractive to a seller right. in a seller's market. The upside is that you would, you're would you making sure you don't have that two payments twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that's what option three is. Now, by the way, if you cannot qualify to get a mortgage while you have your existing mortgage, this is one of your only options. Your only option is option two, sell first then buy or buy contingent on sell. Right. So now at least we know that. So we need to get to a lender and find out. But let's just keep going. Your fourth and final option, okay, mm-hmm. is to sell first contingent on your ability to buy. So what that means is we get your house ready for sale. We market mm-hmm. it. We find an acceptable offer. We accept that offer, but it's contingent now on your ability to go out within a certain period of time and finding a house to buy, which is great because it protects you from being homeless, but it also limits you because you can only buy what's on the market at that time and you have to make a decision very quickly. Mm. And then you have to find a way to get your offer accepted in this difficult seller's market. Right. So option four, sell contingent on buy is tough because you might not be in a position where you're being patient to buy a house that you really want. You're being right. forced to buy a house quickly, or you're going to lose the sale of your house because you can't find a house to buy, which is a bummer. And then especially in a super competitive market like this, where there's low inventory, like that's not cool. Do you, do you want to settle? Some people don't like settling, Yep. right? They want to take their time and make that decision and find the right house. Right. So now we've laid out the four options that you as a seller, as a, as a buyer and a seller have. One of the things that we would need to do, like I said earlier, is we need to find out whether or not you qualify mm-hmm. to get a mortgage based on your credit, income, assets, and debt. Your lender tells you this, by the mm-hmm. way, not me. My job is to help you find out the answer and then to execute the strategy that you and I, we all decide is right for you. Mm-hmm. But one of the first things that you would need to do is go to see a lender to find out whether you qualify or not. And I can help you do that. I can refer you. And mm-hmm. as your agent, I, of course, I can help coordinate that and make it happen and help you interview lenders and da 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 it's actually step two of the home buying process after yeah. step one, which is to hire an agent, which by now you're actually kind of interviewing me to be your yeah. agent. As you can see, I'm ready to go. You're doing well so far. Thanks. So let's let's just quickly, and then I got two bites of cookie left, and then we'll shut okay. this down. By then now, hopefully they're not At this not point, I might anymore. be in a coffee yeah, as you. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you this, agents that are listening, if you got this far, you have a client now almost yeah. every time because they're so grateful and they're mm-hmm. so they're learning so much. So this is what I would say in conclusion because this is what I wanted to talk about. We take you to a lender today. I can call Joe and he can get you pre-approved and he'll find out, he'll tell you whether you can or you can't. Mm-hmm. If you can't qualify to get a second mortgage, then we just know that our options are going to be um, sell first, then buy, or 
buy contingent on sell. So options two or three. But let's say that, that Joe says, you know what? Yeah, your credit profile looks great. Your income and debts and mm -hmm. your ratios are great. You could actually qualify for the house that you want to buy and the mortgage that you need to get that house while still carrying your existing mortgage. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, number one, are surprised by that. They don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. And number two, uh, a, a lot of there's a lot of creative ways to do it. You know, you can have the spouse's name on the mortgage and not the husband's mm -hmm. or vice versa or whatever. So there's ways that you can to make it happen. Now, again, as an agent, I'm not being pushy. I'm just helping solve problems. Right. Because I'm assuming that you're going to find a house that you love. And my job is mm -hmm. to help make that happen for you and to sell your house. Okay. So here's how it, here's how it could go. If the lender tells you that you can qualify, mm -hmm. now, this is what buyers and sellers need. This is what clients need to know so they can make an informed decision that they don't know when they walk in. Right. Sounds like this. Let's say that you find a house today that you love mm -hmm. and you want to buy it. Yeah. And as your agent, I'm advising you that if you make that offer contingent on the sale of your house, you have zero chance of getting it. But if you don't, you have a very high likelihood of getting it. Okay. Which is usually the case right now. Mm -hmm then you guys would have to make a decision whether or not you were comfortable with the risk associated with the potential of carrying two mortgages. Mm -hmm. So this is what the risk is. Let me lay out the risk for you so you understand what it is and then mm -hmm. you can make an informed decision whether or not to take the risk. You follow? Following. Sounds like this. Your typical transaction closes in between 30 and 45 days mm -hmm. from the day that you make an offer. Okay, let's just, let's just use this as an example and say, we would make an offer today and our offer would close for this purchase of this house that you love and want to buy real bad 30 days from now. Mm -hmm. Okay. 30 days from now, you'd close on the deal. 30 days from that day would be your first mortgage payment that was due on that house. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, that's, that's one thing a lot of people don't know, don't know about. Yes. As you, as a lender, as a mortgage guy know mm -hmm. that mortgage interest payments, mortgage payments are, charged in arrears, which means yes. that you go 30 days in your house, then you get charged for that, for enjoying that time. Mm -hmm. So how that applies here is on day zero, on day one, you make an offer 30 days later, you close on it. 30 days later, you get your first mortgage payment on the mm -hmm. house. 30 days after that, you get your second one. Mm -hmm. 30 days after that, you get your third one. Okay. So what that means is try to keep up, try to follow. This is hard with numbers, but what that means is on day one, you buy. On day 30, you close. On day 60, you have your first payment. Day 90, your second payment. Day 120, you have your, th your third mortgage payment on the new house. Mm -hmm. Okay? So here's how you analyze, and this is how I structure my conversation with my clients. I say, mm -hmm. look, in the event, Lowell, that we want to buy this house, our offer is accepted today, and we close 30 days from today, in the event that it takes us four months, 120 days from today, to list, market, and sell your house mm -hmm. and close on the sale of your house. If it takes me as your agent and you as the seller 120 days to get that done, that means that you would have two mortgage payments mm -hmm. on two houses three times. Could you sustain that if you had to? Mm -hmm. Okay. In the worst case scenario, not worst case, but in, in an unlikely scenario that you it took us four months to sell and close the house. That mean, that would mean that you'd have two payments on two houses three times. Mm -hmm. Could you could you survive? Would you be okay? In other words, do you want this house bad enough for that worst case scenario? And they say, usually they say, well, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be good, but we could, we could do it. We'd love this house. We want this yeah. house so bad. We'd be willing to take that chance. Mm -hmm. And then I say, look, in order for that to actually happen, that means that your listing would have had to take me longer to sell than any listing I've had in the last three years. 
Now, if you're brand new, you can't say yeah. that. But if you're experienced or you have some track record, you can. Right. Or you can say something like, look, the average days in market, the average days on market today in our market is six. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm not promising your house is going to sell in six days. But unless there's a major shift in the market in the next 30 or 60 days, mm-hmm. we are very likely to be able to list, market, sell, and close on your house in much, much less than 120 days. I can, I can, I'm very confident in my ability to do that for you. Here's how it would look. On day one, we make an offer that gets accepted. On day two, we start prepping your house for sale. Okay, we start mm-hmm. prepping your house. We clean it, we stage it, we, we declutter it, we neutralize it, we get it ready to mm-hmm. go. We bring in the professional photographer, we get the stager in there, we build yep. the listing out, we do it beautiful, we get it ready to go. So you know what, you're gonna be packing anyway. Yeah. So let's go, let's get rocking. Let's do it. Let's do it. By the way, while that's going on, you're doing your loan application, your home mm-hmm. inspection, your appraisal, you're getting your loan approval, you're getting your title work. You get everything going on for the house that you're trying to buy. Mm-hmm. So we can do this simultaneously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you actually have some choices to make. Mm-hmm. You can list your house while you're still in it, or you can wait until you sell and close and move out. And I can list it vacant. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's up to you. But if you're worried about the two payments three twi- two payments going on three three times, no problem. I'll list your house on day five. And that gives me, boy, that gives me 25 days to market your house and get an accepted offer before you even close on your other house. Mm-hmm. You're going to know where you're at by then. Yeah. Most likely we're going to accept an offer in that 25 days. That offer is going to close within that next 30 days. So you probably won't even have two payments once. Right. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And that, and, and especially for, uh, and I'm, I'm putting myself in this uh, equation because it's something that I've been considering a lot where, you know, how do I approach this? Do I, do I sell first and buy? Cause we're looking to upgrade. Uh, or do I do vice versa? Or do I do contingent? Now that this right here, because the way you explain it to me, it's like okay, like I probably wouldn't have to worry about that paying two mortgage payments at once. Because again, just from the last couple of years of people I've talked to that have either upgraded or purchased a new house, um, that was the big thing for them. Is like, oh man, it sucked paying two mortgage payments for two to three months. Let's just look at yours real quick. Mm-hmm. Your house. You're, you, the first thing that I would advise you to do mm-hmm. is just go to a lender mm-hmm. right there. There's a lender right there. Yeah, right across hey, the hallway. Joe, hey, Joe, can you get can you get me pre-approved to buy a house mm-hmm. on that street for that price right now with the current mm-hmm. mortgage I have? <laughs> yeah, you're looking good, buddy. You you just barely qualify. You just your ratios are just right inside of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we know. Or he says, nope, no, nah, you're a little too tight. Can't do it. Yeah. Okay. So now you know. But let's just say he says yes, you can. Then you come back to your agent. Obviously, you're an agent, but you come back to yeah. an agent and say, hey, guess what? I got good news. I can buy a house. Mm-hmm. And I say, great. I just found one. Here's a great <laughs> one. And you're like, dang it. And you did that quick. And I said, I know. I'm good. Here. Here's this beautiful house over here on Sylvan Lane. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for you. And your wife loves it. And you love it. And you yeah. want to buy it. So you say, okay, Logan, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And I say, Lord, this is what you do. Go make an offer on that house. Make a great offer, a strong offer. Mm-hmm. And do not make a contingent on the sale of your house. I won't let you down. Mm-hmm. Here's what it will look like. You make an offer. They accept it. 30 days later, you close. Tomorrow, we start cleaning your house, getting it ready for sale. Three days later, we list it. Mm-hmm. If we price it right and we prepare it properly and we market it correctly, we're very likely to get an offer on that house, especially your house where mm-hmm. it is with the size, the price range, and the condition of your house yeah. will sell quickly. I know that because I'm a real estate expert in this market and I here's some da- quantifiable mm-hmm. data points to show you. Yeah. Here's 26 sales in the last 90 days of houses similar to yours that have averaged selling in 13 days. 
and that's yeah, a big part of it. In my neighborhood, how many houses from this brokerage? Yeah, a ton of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, so we have a lot of good data. So I'm giving you as as you you as my client now. I'm giving you data to back up mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm not just blowing smoke. Yeah, it's important. To, it's an important point here. I'm giving data. Look, the, and and I I wouldn't say this if I couldn't give data to support it. Right. I'd say, hey man, this is kind of risky. Your average days on market's 165 days. Yeah. This is crazy. Don't do it. Or, mm-hmm. or are you willing to take that risk? Yeah. Instead, you say, look. Here's what will probably happen based on the data that we're seeing. I can't mm-hmm. can't predict the shift in the market. I never no. know. What's but you know what? That stuff happens slowly, not immediately. So you'd probably be good. Mm-hmm. So let's go make an offer. Let's get it accepted. Let's rock. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, good. Don't let me down. And I say, I won't let you down. We get the house listed for sale. Mm-hmm. You actually sell it, get an accepted offer on day 10. Mm-hmm. We'll just make that offer contingent on the closing of the sale of your house, which will happen 20 days from now anyway, mm-hmm. which will still be inside of the buyer's period of time where they're doing stuff on your house. So right. it won't be a big deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you see how it all starts with A, you as the buyer client understanding what your options are. Right. And then B, my job as your agent explaining you what the risks are. And then mm-hmm. C, you get to make a decision how to, how to execute. Mm-hmm. And I'm guiding you through this process. Yeah. You show me the, the, the risk versus reward on all of it too, because especially for some people, they're very you know risk adverse. Mm-hmm. They want to take that risk, but others are like, you know what, let's do it. Right. So they, they can, you're empowering them to make that decision with the data that you're giving them. And that is what creating informed and confident buyer and seller clients is all about. And that's what the modern agent does. hundred percent. Go get them.